welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Howson. And I'm James Marriott. We're going to talk about the magic minute in a, in a bit. First of all, we've got to talk about Wickham. So we... Um, we did our, 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 our kind of whole podcast last week was on this basis of, you know, do we dare to dream or are we being realists? The realists definitely won out, didn't they, at, um, at Wickham. It wasn't meant to be. Um, it was ultimately, it was defeat. It was the end to any dreams for a late push for the for the top two. And actually, I mean, things have changed since then, but it went from being kind of conversations, people believing maybe we could sneak that second automatic promotion place to actually we finished the day outside of the top six. And you just think, it's just crazy, isn't it, this um, this league? But what did you make of it overall? Some people pointing to decisions that didn't go Wednesday's way, but it never felt like a game where Wednesday really got into much of a stride. It was never, we were never in control of it. I was disappointed with the performance, James, yeah. I, I thought Wednesday got dragged down to Wickham's level and I think that they ended up playing how Wickham wanted to go about things and you're right that decisions didn't go the way you know, Shea Dunkley, that, sh- that goal should have stood bare minimum. Wednesday should have had a penalty. That could have been a, a huge turning point and I, I always felt that the first goal against Wickham was going to be enormous and if Wednesday got it then I think they would have gone on to win the match and I think Wednesday shaded it first half I think they played some good stuff but they didn't create that many clear-cut openings and there have been quite a few matches this season similar to that where especially away from home Wednesday've had a lot of the ball and territory but how many clear-cut openings you know how many saves has the goalkeeper had to actually make, and there really weren't that many. You know, I think there was one routine save that the keeper made in the first half um, f- from Gregory, I think it was. But you know, that was it. You know, and then in the second half, Shea Dunkley's header um, from the free kick went just wide, um, and then of course the big one was the Patterson header at the end. And I think Patterson will be disappointed that that he's not scored. Um, and, and you know that would have salvaged a point um, and maybe on the balance of play I think a draw maybe would have been a fair result but Wednesday didn't do the basics from a throw-in and I'm not really sure why Sam Hutchinson took the throw-in and why it wasn't Marvin Johnson so straight away he was out of position and then Massimo Luongo's got caught ball-watching so uh, there was a number of factors that led to when, you know, Wednesday conceding a very poor goal at, at Wickham and that proved enough. Yeah, and it's kind of summed up, isn't it, with that usual kind of thing about not taking chances. The chances were there. It wasn't a game where Wednesday were on top. It's not something you come away thinking, how on earth have we lost that game? But the chances were there, didn't take them. Um, and then, you know, kind of silly, silly goals to concede. That, that theme comes up again. We have got to talk about that again against um, Fleetwood because this is it's not stopping this kind of theme of, of Wednesday conceding silly goals. So that that's going to come up again. In terms of players who kind of stood out for you against um, Wickham, there was no one that particularly had an amazing game, was there? No, not really. Um, I, I think eyebrows were raised over you know, Shea Dunkley coming in, you know, into the defence. Uh, I, I think that it was half expected and you know, Darren Moore hinted at it at his pre-match press conference that he would maybe make that change to deal with that physicality 
and that aerial threat that Sam Vokes would you know give Wednesday and and Wickham is such a direct team um, and so I, I wasn't surprised in the slightest really to to see him in there and then I think some Wednesday fans on social media the reaction seems to be that they were um, a little bit maybe sort of perplexed why George Byers was left on the bench Darren Moore you know, felt that he needed to be taken out of the firing line and be rested um, and it, it didn't even get on did he at Wickham and then Jack Hunt didn't make the squad at all and I, I think the Jack Hunt one was a, a, a huge surprise when you think of how consistent Jack Hunt has been I think most of this season um, but would Jack Hunt playing at right wing back would that have changed the outcome of the match I'm not so sure really I don't think it would have done um, it, it was a real off day wasn't it kind of a, you know, across the park kind of one player here and there difference uh, would it have changed the the overall outcome we'll never really know the answer to that I think what, what if there's anything that worried me a bit about it is that We've seen this before, that, that teams that kind of figure out how to nullify Wednesday, we don't seem to then have like a, a, a quick kind of switch to plan B in order to overcome that. And we just, we, we've had quite a few like frustrating afternoons this season where that, that, that clearly um, plan A isn't working and yet we don't, we don't really kind of seem to have enough in the locker and, and I kind of look at the the team sheet, and and you think, you know, with the players we've got, we should be able to. We we shouldn't have a problem kind of switching, switching things up a little bit to kind of get past that that problem. But to me, it felt like Wickham had, had, had got us sussed out, and they knew how to frustrate us, and it worked because they won the game. Plan B, I think, a lot of the season, if Josh Windass had been fit, would have been him. Uh, yeah. you know, Josh Windass would have made an enormous difference to this season for Sheffield Wednesday, and I don't think, um, you know, I'm exaggerating when I'm saying that if Josh Windass had played even another ten to fifteen matches, then we're having a different conversation here going into the last game of the season, and we're talking about Wednesday maybe still being in the mix for automatic promotion, not trying to finish fourth in the table so I, I think that you know, to be without one of your most potent attacking weapons all season and that is what Josh Windass is you know, I think any team would suffer um, and, and you just look at his goal contribution and what he's done you know when he has played he's only had like eight nine appearances and he's come up with I think four goals and assists so you know you know Wednesday I've had to really find a way of coping without Windass for much of the season and even to bring him on off the bench for half an hour that's what I'm suggesting you know that could have um, helped at Wickham you know if he'd been available to him he did travel to the game but he wasn't quite ready there and then I know we're going to come on to Fleetwood in a bit but we saw the impact of the subs with Mendes Lang and Windass at Fleetwood uh, and that's I think sort of the trump card that you know Wednesday have missed that you know they could have had more of if they'd not had uh, the well documented injury problems that they've had all season. You use the phrase uh, potent attacking weapons in there, which by the way is a brilliant phrase. I feel like you should be using that in more um, 
in more articles. Uh, but on that note, let's move on then to Fleetwood. And uh, there's there's only one person that we can start off by talking about here, um, and that is, I mean, it was it was a true ten out of ten performance, wasn't it, from Lee Gregory getting the hat trick, and in the space of a wonderful minute, completely turning that game on its head. A game that looked like it was heading in in the direction of being another one of those really frustrating ones where it just wasn't going to happen. Wasted chances. It, it felt like oh, it's the same Wednesday. We're throwing it away. It's not going to be in our hands. Uh, I mean, uh, you think back to that Gary Hooper brace at Birmingham a few years back. Th- th- you know that kind of game changing in such an instant. What a moment that was. Yeah, it's a good comparison that that Gary Hooper one. That was very memorable too. I, I I think that you know we have to wax lyrical about Lee Gregory and what a fantastic signing he's been for Sheffield Wednesday. You know he's got 15 goals. He could still end up very close to 20 come the end of the season. Should Wednesday get into the playoffs, he's missed two months of the season through injury. So imagine if he'd, he'd been fit for that. He I think he definitely would have. You know, hit 20 goals. And, you know, he is, at a League One level, I think he's right up there. I, I think he, you know, what a great piece of business it was by Wednesday to get him in on a three transfer with his experience. And we saw always an else for the first goal for me, James. It, that was just wonderful centre-forward play, the way that he, he spun his man. I know that um, the Fleetwood boss was complaining that there might have been a handball there. Very difficult to tell from the replay whether he controlled yeah. it with his hand. Make it I'm up. Not, Make I, it up. I'm not having it. Um, yeah, and it was the way that Gregory received the pass from Hunt and then to just do it so quickly and the finish, it was just a man who is at the top of his game and it's seven in seven. For Lee Gregory, and and it has been a while since Wednesday. You know, I've had a striker that is finding the back of the net on such a consistent basis, and it bodes well for uh, what potentially lies ahead. You're right, by the way. The first everyone talks about the third goal because it was a brilliant moment. That that first goal, there's a, there's a moment where if you freeze frame it, uh, Lee Gregory's got the ball back to goal, defenders right on his shoulder, and you think. There's no real way, like the way that football works nowadays. This is just a straightforward challenge for the defender. It goes out for a corner. That's the way that these things work. He's got no given right there to even have a shot on goal, let alone score a a goal. And and you know it's it's a combination of strength and just football intelligence. He just he just knows what to do to kind of keep the defender on his shoulder, Um, and 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 it's a great finish as well. So um, I, I I think it will get forgotten that. That, that goal it won't get all the replays and everything because it wasn't the amazing um, moment before we get on to the, the magic minute then let's um, just touch on what happened from that point in terms of this sink back into inability to deal with set pieces conceding sloppy goals the game swings quite quickly and, and it starts to feel like this could end up being a really bad evening for for Wednesday and it, it it's not. I I didn't look at that and think, oh, do you know what Fleetwood are not bad? They shouldn't be down there at the bottom of the table. I just thought this is just sloppy defending. It's sloppiness in general. I think that you know, and uh, you know, if you look at the equaliser, 
it's a bad error, isn't it, from Jordan's story. He should have cleared his lines, he dwelled on the ball too long, and then he you know, had his pocket pinched, um, and Wednesday couldn't recover the situation. And then that free kick, Darren Moore was unhappy. He felt that you know, George Byers had been fouled. You could see that George Byers had hit the deck. Um, it was too difficult to tell live or watching on replays if there had been a foul there. Um, fundamentally, what it comes down to is that yeah, Wednesday they're not doing the jobs uh, at times from set pieces, and they've got enough big lads back there or players that you know you'd think should be able to deal with the corners and the free kicks that come in. I think maybe does it come down to I think you know, Lee Gregory mentioned it after the match, and it was an interesting point. Do you know what it is? I think Wednesday are just putting so much pressure on themselves by giving the stupid free kicks away. Um, and it's the decision making. I think that's what it is. And and definitely, if Wednesday, we're, you know, we're here in a week's time, James, and we're talking and looking ahead maybe to the playoffs. That's the concern, isn't it? In the back of your mind, that if I'm who you know the opposition coming up against Sheffield Wednesday, that is the one weakness. That is an area I'm targeting. You are looking at dead ball situations and thinking, look at how many goals Wednesday have conceded. They've not got a handle on it all the way through the season. It's been a huge Achilles heel, and that is certainly an area that they'll be looking at to exploit. And that's it, you know, and I think that, you know, Wednesday, they struggled uh, a lot on the night. They did, you know, and they got bailed out. Let's face it, they got bailed out by some brilliance by Lee Gregory with a hat-trick. Um, but for 73 minutes, you're thinking that Wednesday are going into the last match out of the playoffs and that it wouldn't be in their hands. I mean, some in some ways, you want to go into every game and win it 5-0, don't you? Of course you do. And, and, and if you do, then you know, you, you, you're going to have a brilliant night. Sometimes you kind of, you sort of appreciate the fact that it goes a bit wrong to then have the absolute joy of when it turns on its head and it it was a brilliant minute and we've you know we've we've kind of talked about it but it it, it was i think the move for the first for the first of those two goals so for the for the second wednesday goal uh was was excellent there was some some real patience there in in kind of waiting until it was the right ball to to play in and, and planted nicely on the head of Lee Gregory. By the way, I think that's a really good header. Uh, he's got a couple of defenders around him. He's still got the goalkeeper to beat as well. And I think um, it's it's point blank range, but you've still got to get there and you've still got to direct it right. So fair play to him for that. Um, and then obviously it's a brilliant moment, isn't it? The third the third goal. It's a fantastic moment. And and, and the video that's going around without the commentary, you just hear the cloud the crowd roar is is fantastic but there's some great stuff in there as well with Patterson kind of pulling his man away and um, Gregory still finishing he himself's been making jokes about doesn't normally shoot from outside the the area um, and you know, you kind of think like depending what happens this season that that does feel like a really important minute that the season was slipping away and in the space of whatever it was however many seconds um, it, it it kind of swings the other way and the momentum is back in, in Wednesday's favour yeah, definitely, and uh, yeah, Lee Gregory was the hero. The rea- yeah, the reaction when the third goal went in uh, on the bench, you know, that's as 
berserkers I've, I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Like Darren tell, Moore celebrate. Tell us a bit more about that, actually, because we, on the, for some reason, Fleet would only have one camera angle, so uh, you you literally only saw what you saw. But we heard we heard a little bit on the commentary about, um, you know, Darren, Darren Moore on the pitch and kind of, you know, the subs and everyone going barmy and uh, Barry Bannon was having, like, some kind of party down the other end, but we didn't see any of it. So just tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, that's it. You know, the whole bench, uh, you know, I think because it happened so quickly, yeah, that's why, you know, you got the reaction of... Um, it was pure joy and, I think, relief as much as anything that Wednesday turned it around. As, you know, I think that, you know, the tension was there. You could feel that this was a huge moment. The season's on a knife edge here. You know, the minimum Wednesday needed was a point to get back into the playoffs. And, uh, you know, Darren Moore, you know, there were some boos at half-time, James. There were some boos from the away end. You know, they weren't happy with what they'd seen and that was largely down to the atrocious defending for the two goals. And so if Wednesday had come away from that, you know, again, we'd have been talking about serious questions over Darren Moore tactically. And yeah, you know, he delivered. You know, like I say, those two subs were, were huge, I think, in uh, giving Wednesday some more thrust and a bit more attacking impetus. That's what they did. And yeah. um, you know, you know, it's Gregory that hogs the headlines. You know, brilliant hat trick and everything. But yeah, the two subs for me were really important in Wednesday wrestling this sort of initiative away from Fleetwood, and it was not easy. You know, when Fleetwood had twenty odd percent of the ball, you know, they just put men behind the ball and they went to Wednesday. Can you break us down? And we've been here before this season where you're thinking. Have Wednesday got the imagination and the guile? Have they got that bit of spark and creativity that you need to get through the low blocks that Darren Moore's often talked about? Well, they found a way. It, it was interesting, I thought, that uh, obviously when the third goal goes in, you know, the, the celebrations are, are, are crazy and um, there's a couple of Fleetwood fans having a right all go at Lee Gregory celebrating down in front of them. What I thought was interesting is when the second goal went in, there weren't really any celebrations. They were. It was as if we were still behind at that point. It was all about get the ball, get back to the centre circle and kick off again. And that's ultimately what leads to the fact that we scored two in a minute because it was a very quick restart. But, but I thought that was interesting. The mindset there was very much about we're not here to settle for a draw, even though it would have been enough to put it back into our own hands there was a very conscious feeling around the whole team that no one was celebrating that. It was about get the ball back because this job isn't done. I found that quite interesting. Yeah, I did too. There was an element of when Gregory's headed it in, he looked around and he was, uh, I think there was a part of him that thought, oh, am I offside here? Um, And so I think there was a slight delay there of where he didn't want to celebrate too soon just in case the goal was going to get chalked off. But it, it was, Wednesday were getting down to business you know that's what they wanted you know they, they they knew they needed to react after Wickham and go to Fleetwood and do a professional job and that they knew it was going to be a completely different match to Wickham as well that they were going to dominate possession uh, and that they were going to have to make most of the running and that they would create more opportunities than what they did at Wickham and it was about taking them and Gregory did 
So that brings us then to Saturday lunchtime. Final game of the open brackets, regular, close brackets season. Um, at home to Portsmouth. It, it, it's been kind of sat there for a while, hasn't it? And we've kind of known, you know, maybe it is going to come down to that final game of the season. Tickets have been selling pretty steadily. And then the last week or so, there's been a real kind of rush on um, that First time in quite a long time that uh, part of the West Stand opened to Wednesday fans as well. Um, and I think that's sold out as well now, sold out last night. So we're talking about a, a, a seriously full Hillsborough. Um, it, it will be rocking. It's back in our hands. Momentum is, is firmly at our own um, feet. There's obviously a potential banana skin there, isn't there? But this is now about going out there and getting the job done. It is. And Simple as that. Wednesday, I, I think they can take a lot of confidence from the fact that the home form has been superb. It has been incredible. And I think it's still the best record in the top four divisions of English football. Two defeats all season and 15 wins. And, and you know, Darren Moore, I think, again has to take a lot of plaudits hasn't he for turning that around uh, and they, he has made Hillsborough a really difficult place you know for teams to come to and that's it you know we're going to have the biggest crowd at Hillsborough in I think it's five years um, you know on Saturday 33 and a half thousand are going to be there you know so it's going to be some atmosphere and uh, you know I, I can't wait and that's going to drive the players on it really has to doesn't it you know, if that doesn't push them on to new heights nothing will and you know, I think Wednesday will get the result they need and frankly James even if they slip up I, I honestly don't see a scenario where the other three teams will all win and Wednesday would miss out I know you've got that um, ridiculous permutation of if Wednesday yeah. draw Wickham win by is it two goals then you've got you know Wednesday would miss out on the head to head record I think against Wickham it's not going to come to that Wednesday fans I'm, I'm telling you now it's not coming to that I'm going to put I'm going to do cards on the table Barry Bannon style it's not coming to that <laughs> Wednesday are going to get the result that they need and what they should be focusing on, James, is they should be focusing on winning it, guaranteeing fourth, so that they're at home in the second leg of the semi-finals. That, for me, is the incentive. That's the motivation there. That's what they should be looking at, trying to achieve. And I've got no doubts that that's what they're going to be going out there to do. You look at the lead. I mean, the permutations are a little bit nuts. What what we do know is that Wednesday can't finish any higher than fourth, so can't get can't get third. So the best Wednesday can finish is is fourth. The worst, obviously, Wednesday can finish is seventh. There's there's one team from 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 four that's ultimately going to miss out. Um, chances are, unless there's a real kind of bizarre set of of results, it's not impossible. But a point would probably be enough. A win would definitely be enough. And actually, a win would guarantee fourth, wouldn't it? Um, anything else, and we're kind of relying on other results. So. Uh, it's impossible to kind of give a rundown. Um, I think someone messages this week saying, "Could you do a rundown of the permutations of what happens if?" And it's like, well, you know, we've only got half an hour. We we can't 
possibly because they're just they are insane um, and it is going to be one of those days where everyone's going to be annoyed about the fact that you can never get mobile reception when you're in Hillsborough you can never get on your data uh, we're going to be very reliant on word of mouth about what latest scores are and um, and stuff like that I'm going to be reliant on you sending me a couple of texts just to keep me up to date if that's alright because obviously you've got you've got your fancy press Wi-Fi that we're not allowed to have so um, it is going to be one of those it doesn't always work for be, me <laughs> it, could, it could be tense but the situation is is pretty simple isn't it is that Wednesday when, when the games kick off Wednesday will be fourth and it's it's therefore it's ours to to throw away Wednesday win Wednesday there that that's yeah. what it boils that's down it. to it's as simple as that and they have to as Darren Moore would say focus on themselves I, I look at the other fixtures that the other teams have got and you know I mean the one that I fear for is Plymouth you know they've been on a poor run they're six it's one win in the last six and they've got MK Dons at home and MK Dons are trying to secure automatic promotions. So both teams have got a lot on the line there and you know, I, I look at them and I think that they are the team that are most vulnerable. And then you've got Sunderland and Wickham. They haven't got easy away assignments at Morecambe and Burton either. So... Um, I just look at it and think that Wednesday are in such a strong position. Uh, if they had only drawn at Fleetwood, then I would be maybe feeling a little less confident. But I, I do believe that Wednesday are going to get over the line. The situation is, is pretty simple now, isn't it? Which is, we need to win three or four more games and we're in the Championship. It's it's that it's that simple. It's now about it's four if, cup if we, finals, if we, isn't if it? If we win, if we win games, we go up. Like there's yeah. there's no, we don't need to worry about permutations. The only permutation that matters is win. That's that's it. Don't, don't matter what other people do. Win this game. Get in the playoffs. Win. You know, obviously we're going to need to win at least one of the two games in the in the playoffs. Not necessarily. Huddersfield went into the Premier League without even winning one game in the playoffs a few years ago. But that's or a rare scoring team. a goal themselves. Or scoring their own goal. Uh, I remember making that point and a local newspaper journalist telling me off for that because own goals are are classed as their own goal. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it's like it's just win enough games now and. It's there. Promotion is 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 there. What? How do you see it playing out on on Saturday? I've I've got to feel when they've got this habit when it comes down to this final game and got to get it done. We all think back to Wickham, don't we? In the promotion season, the following season when we were back in the Championship, had to win on the last day against Middlesbrough, um, and and did. And there's a few other games, and I feel like Wednesday. When when it really comes to it, that composure to do what needs to be done at home, um. It, 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 we seem to be a team that's good with that, that handles the pressure of the stadium being full, that handles the atmosphere and, and that, that gets it over the line. And that's kind of my thoughts going into this one is that I can foresee a very professional Wednesday performance that gets the job done. I come back to a point that I've made on the podcast repeatedly, I think this season, James, of this is one of the oldest squads in the division and so experience matters at this stage in the season and I really do expect that to come to the fore. They have got players in this squad that have played in these occasions in the past and that should stand them in good stead now. It really should. I want us to have a sort of a quick word on Portsmouth. You know, of course, you look at it 
you can't get past George Hurst coming. Oh, I thought we were going to get through the podcast Tisbury. without mentioning no, him. No, I don't think we can really. Pantomime I mean, villain. It, well, he is, I'm sure, going to get dog's abuse, um, rightly or wrongly, this Saturday um, from Wednesday fans. And you have to say that he's a striker like Gregory that um, is in good form he's got I think 14 goals for the season now and you've got a brace in midweek and and Portsmouth they're no mugs you know I look at their forward line and really they should be disappointed they've missed out on the playoffs I think we, when you look at Hurst Ronan Curtis and Marcus Harness you know they're for me they're, they're as good as anything in this league and so for for Portsmouth you know the highest that they can finish if they win is eighth you know I, I think they should be disappointed with their season that they're you know already out of the promotion race but they're they're coming to Hillsborough and they've won four out of the last five and they've beaten Wigan and Rotherham in recent weeks so Wednesday can't underestimate them they really can't Mm. and uh, you know I, I think that's why you know Wednesday setting the tone isn't it opening 20 minutes get at them get an early goal get the crowd into it um, fly into a few tackles let's get Sam Hutchinson bingo on the go that's fine by me you know that's what Wednesday need you know make the extra man count with the that 12th man of the, the fans that's what they have to be doing and thinking you know in a positive way and you, you'll see Darren Moore I'm sure before kick off when high hoes yeah, you know, Sheffield Wednesday, you know, he'll be trying to you know, get the crowd and G them up. You know, you'll see plenty of that. And that's what it needs, you know. And that's where, you know, at this stage of the season, Wednesday, they're hoping for another home match. And this is it. They've got to make Hillsborough use the power of Hillsborough, as Carlos would always say. That's what Wednesday have to do, though. But they have to, you know, use it to their advantage. And, uh, you know, they've got the, the positivities there. It's there for them to it's do. The that. Dom House and rallying call. I it is, it. isn't it? It's quite I, good, I, isn't it? I, I miss whenever Carlos used to talk about fans because he used to get a little bit muddled with his wording. He, he, he always used to talk about our massive fans. Carlos like, getting muddled just, with wordings. He's, I'm, he's I'm just calling us all fat. What's going on there? No, just um, you, James. <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, you know very well said there. Um, it's going to be a you know a day that maybe uh, twelve months ago when we were staring at going to the final day knowing that relegation was probably going to happen that felt like a long way away, didn't it? A day like this where the stadium's full um, hopefully the atmosphere's great there's a lot of positivity around the place and it takes us into the into the playoffs with that momentum and that that hope that, you know, two or three wins away from being back in the, in the second tier. James, are you making any changes for Saturday to the team? Um... The big one's really, Harley. I I, I well, the big one's the Harley on, Dean, on, isn't on it? If Harley Harley Dean didn't make the squad on Tuesday, right. and Darren Moore said that that was a precaution, but would you bring him back into the defence? Um, you'd be tempted to, wouldn't you? I think he's he's arguably um, you know in the in the top one or two defenders that we've got. Um, you also go on the basis of the fact that 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 you know the team won. Should you change it? He will do, won't he? Because he does. Um, you mentioned earlier about people complaining about George Byers, and it's you know we know that Darren Moore is is gonna is gonna do this. Um, so, so yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if there's one or two changes. I think Dean will come in. It's what he does up front, and you know, we've seen Berahino play at Wickham, and I think he was below par that day. It was an off day for 
Berahino and then Patterson um, came in on Tuesday and I, and I didn't actually think he had a bad match but this is it you know Windass got half an hour I wouldn't be rushing Windass back in you know yeah, I, I think Windass should he's, be looking he's the weapon at, for, the, for the playoffs isn't he yeah exactly I'm saving him for that and I know you've got a massive grin on your face while you say that but he, he, I do I think that it makes know, me nervous saying stuff like that well, I, I know I, I, you don't I want agree, to take it for granted, do you? This is you it, you know. And people will be, you know, listening to this, and they'll be shouting and saying, "When they have to play their strongest team, they've got." And that that's it. I'm not, I'm not thinking about resting or rotating players, but you know, the facts are that Windass hasn't started a match in three months, and so I, I just don't think I'd be throwing him in from the start. I carry on using him from off the bench, certainly for this match, and then see how he looks. Fingers crossed, next week, Wednesday in the semi-finals, maybe he could start one of the legs of the semi-finals. You know, that's what we're all hoping for. But I, I think really Harley Dean is the, is the one. And then after that, I, I don't think I would be changing too much of the team. It's it's a toss of a coin as to who you want to go up front. It's, like, you know, it's Berahino or Patterson, you would think. Camberry and Silaso, they seem well out of the picture at the moment. So yeah, you know, I think absolutely. those are... You know, at least we've now got to the stage this season where you can name the bulk of the best eleven. You know, and I've, you know it's taken us maybe a, a bit longer than we expected for maybe Darren well, Moore to season, get to the season. Yes, um, yeah, it has. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're just about to wrap up. One thing that I would just add very quickly is that I did think that um, Mendes Lang had some really nice moments as well on um, Tuesday. He seems You're not allowed to say that, James. He had a real spring in his step. You're not allowed to say that. Don't say he was man of the match. Absolutely don't say he was man of the match or, or you will get pelters. <laughs> There's only one man of the match from Tuesday, isn't there? Come on. Um, all Bailey right, Peacock-Farrell. We're going to wrap it up then. Thank you to our partners at Title Law Solicitors, specialists in wills, trusts and probate. Ollie, of course, available for evening, weekend uh, and home appointments across South Yorkshire. Head to titlelaw.co.uk to get all the details. On Twitter, Dom is at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott and the show is at Dom and James. You can find us as well on Facebook and YouTube. Just search for Singing the Blues and we'll be there. You can find those links as well on our website or in the show notes for this episode. Thank you for listening. Up the owls. And we'll see you next time.